Hi, I'm Karen Yuso from First Look Family Law, and I'd like to welcome you to the Grieving Together Alone podcast series. This two-part conversation will explore the grieving process people have faced during the COVID-19 pandemic. I felt people needed to be allowed to grieve losses without being paralyzed or feeling judged by the level of their loss. We will explore the grief tree and arm people with the tools to manage their lives through this difficult time. this coronavirus began escalating into a full-blown pandemic, I felt myself experiencing a lot of different feelings and I couldn't really identify them. And I didn't really have time to analyze them because I had to start scrambling. My world turned upside down really fast. Uh, Decisions had to be made about whether or not I could travel for spring break, whether my kids were going on spring break. Um, Statistics started to come in about sickness and death. And and it was global. I mean, it wasn't just here. It was everywhere. And so my stress started to rise. And that I knew. But at first, I was was pretty much in denial. And I, I couldn't imagine the extent of what this was going to look like. And I know a lot of people were like that, not just me. So I actually didn't cancel my plane reservations until I absolutely had to. Um, like when I heard people were being quarantined in foreign countries, and then I thought, yeah, I don't want to have that. But that was week one. And in hindsight, week one was all about scrambling and annoyance and disappointment. So I guess that was my denial stage. And then in week two, there was a safer at home order that was being considered here in Wisconsin. And so then that denial quickly turned to fear, fear that my family might get sick, that my law practice would go out of business, fear that I wouldn't be able to help my clients at all because the courthouses had closed, fear that I wouldn't get to see my significant other for an indefinite period of time because he, he actually works in the emergency room, uh, fear that my children would would kill each other because they could not stand being cooped up in the house uh, and fear that all across America, the businesses would close their doors and maybe not reopen them. And then I saw my, my savings take a hit and I was afraid they weren't going to rebound fast enough for me to send my kids to college. So week two was pretty scary and exhausting. And I, lo- I watched a lot of stressed out people not being their best selves. And then came week three. And boy, it sure felt like a long time between week one and week three. But by then, I had sort of resigned myself to the new normal. I figured out my game plan for trying to keep my business doors open. I settled my kids down into their new online world of school. And I realized my situation probably wasn't as difficult as it was for other people because my kids are teenagers, so they're fairly self-sufficient. But there were other people who had lost their jobs. They couldn't go into work anymore. Some had gotten sick or worse. Some had health issues and they lived in constant fear of getting sick. And then I started to hear the stories and the sadness and the losses from big to small, loss of health, loss of life, loss of income and savings, complete loss of normalcy. I watched the world experience this collective loss and sever what looked like collective grief, but the individual losses were different for everyone and the way people were experiencing their suffering was also different. Not everyone knows exactly what they're feeling, what to call it, how to manage it. So week three felt like grief to me. And I wanted to talk about it because it felt like everyone was trying so hard to be positive. And the word I heard used a lot was pivot. But the sadness and the losses were real. 
and I felt like they needed to be acknowledged. So I asked my colleague, Jody Vickery, to talk with me and answer some questions. Jody is a certified grief recovery specialist and the owner of Peace by Peace Grief Recovery. Good morning. Welcome, Good Jody. Good morning, Karen. How are you today? First of all, I've chosen to call this sadness that I'm seeing and experiencing and all these losses grief, but this is really your area of expertise. So mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. do you define grief since this is what you do? You know, thank you for sharing all that because number one, you summed up just what I'm hearing too, what everybody's feeling right now with this pandemic, something that was so out of our control. And uh, you talked a lot about things that um, I would love to address today, the fears, the anxieties and things like that. But to answer your question, um, my business in grief recovery, I define grief in two different ways. To me, it's two part. It's the normal and natural reaction to a loss of any kind. And also, it's a change in or an end of a familiar pattern of behavior. And that's exactly what we're experiencing right now, right? So many changes in our routine, in our familiar pattern of behavior. So to me, it's two part. And grief is, it's about a broken heart. You know, it's not about a broken brain, but so often, you know, we try to handle things intellectually and not feel, you know, and there's so many emotions going on right now across the world and how people are experiencing grief that, um, yeah, it's a real challenge. But the other thing I wanted to say, Karen, I mean, it's a great point because a lot of what I do is I educate people about what grief is. And a lot of people just think grief is death and divorce. You know, that's what most people think, or they think mostly death. But there's over at least 40 different types of events in life that people identify with every day that they don't really consider loss or grief-inducing events. And that's what I do. I try to educate people. It's not just about death. It's not just about divorce, you know. It's about uh, the changes in things. It could be retirement. It could be the loss of your business, right? It could be intangible things like loss of trust, loss of safety, loss of hope, loss of faith. So lots of different ways that I look at grief, but two basic ones um, in terms of the change in patterns. And that first week where I, you know, I call it denial because in in the stages of grief, we hear about denial being a stage. And I know there's some dispute or debate over the stages of grief and their order and their validity. But I mean, we do, we do go through stages. And that first stage I I experienced was sort of um, that, that rejection that things were going to be this disrupted or this long lasting or this permanent. Um, and, and can you experience grief when it might be short term? I mean, does it have to be a true permanent loss? Absolutely. It really comes down to your reaction and the action steps that you take when you're experiencing grief. Mm-hmm.